Good morning, people. I just landed in your town. Good morning, people. I just landed in your town. Coca-Cola. My personal private business. <laughs> oh, sounds like you're not doing any business, right? I'm not. Welcome oh, back, shit. people. Welcome back, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> What's up? I don't know. Are you okay? I think so. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, it's uh, it's been a crazy week, you guys. Well, Insane. thankful it's Friday again. I'm always thankful it's Friday. I um only if every day was Friday. If only, Sean. If only. If only every day was payday. That would be great. I think that'd be a good one. Be some rich mofos. <laughs> Shit. Alright, so here's the deal, you guys. We yeah. had yeah. We had to record the uh the last week's episode um on my husband's laptop, which the sound quality was not up to snuff. Um up to snuff. Snuffing. Yeah. We did the best that we could. I mean, it was just... But it was still a funny episode, so uh, we, we still posted it up. Took a little while to get up on iTunes, though. Oh, man. Well, you know what is the thing? I had made a... I know. I had made a, uh, a WordPress post, and I had said that if you subscribe to us on iTunes, you can see it, because I... Yeah, I'm actually I, Yeah, I subscribed to my own show. I did, too. <laughs> I subscribe to my own show. I have to because I have to make sure it uploads and what you guys are hearing, I need to know. And I had to re resubscribe so I can re-upload after we do the number change. Right. I mean, I, I saw it right away because I'm a, a subscriber, but it took a little while if you don't subscribe to see it in iTunes. Um, I don't know. All I, can, all I can do is apologize and move on. <laughs> I'm just going to apologize. I'm going to apologize and then move on. Hopefully we won't have to do, go through that again. Yeah. Oh, man. We were editing like four hours trying to clean that audio up. Oh, my God. I left here at like one. Yeah, you left. No. You left. It was a uh, quarter or two. Oh, yeah? It was quarter or two because I was up until almost three. And I was like, F this. F this. F this. F this. I'm going to bed. I was fried. Oh, and you know what? I'm having like a um, a wicked fried brain this week, too. Oh, that's a wizard. But it's not wizard at the same time. Bring wizard back. I'm trying. No, you're trying. I'm just, I'm long for the ride. <laughs> but. You're assisting. Assisting wizard. <laughs> I'm assisting. It's just, it. I gotta explain that after this. Yeah, yeah. Hang on one second. Uh, it's, it's fucked up because I'm doing like crazy overtime this week. I'm getting like so little sleep. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I went on a rant about something really stupid the other day, and my husband was just staring at me. Poor Jay, he's like, what is the matter with you? So if I'm if I'm particularly, like, insane... In the membrane. This this episode, I I would apologize, but it might be funny, so we'll see. We try each one. Yeah, 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 yeah. When, why don't you explain the wizard thing? <laughs> yeah, if anybody's wondering uh, in the past few weeks why you keep trying to say wizard. Wizard! We got it from watching Robot Chicken's uh, first Star Wars episode that, yes. that they did. The first of uh, three-parter. Yes. And at the end, 
or somewhere in it, Darth Vader says that was so wizard. <laughs> and he's like, I'm bringing a wizard back. He did. It was and we really thought funny. it was pretty cool, and we're helping Darth Vader bring back wizard. We're helping Darth Vader. Why? Why not? The dark side has good cookies. <laughs> Moon pies. Moon pies. Death Star pies. <laughs> oh shit. Death Star Moon pie. Death Star Moon pies. Well, oh, uh, kind of does. Kind of does. That sounds well, like it'd be a delight. Yum. Yum. <laughs> well, that's where the wizard's coming from. Yeah. And we look at her as another way of saying awesome, excellent, cool. Pissa. Pissa. <laughs> <laughs> so, oh, shit. That's where that comes from. Yeah, yeah. Now that we've, now that we've cleared up that debacle. Yeah. Oh, man. I was going off of my head. Bam! Uh, yeah. And I'm not going to go into detail, but I will go into uh-huh. this. I know. Well, no, you'll be happy I'm not going to go into detail. <laughs> but I will say this. I was waiting for you to say, say it again. Say it again. <laughs> oh, you know what? Now I forgot what I was going to say. I've been there many times, and that sucks. <laughs> you know what? What? I can't stop. No, I had this thing like three weeks ago. I walked into my parents' house and I walked over to my dad and I was like, I got to tell you something. I have a question to ask you. Something like that. And he looks at me and he's like, yeah. And that was it. I completely forgot. I completely forgot what it was. I completely forgot what it was I wanted to say. And he goes, was it like important? And I'm like, I I, I don't know. I guess not. (laughs) I fucking forgot already. I completely forgot. And he still teases me about it. Hmm. Every time I come Sunday, he's like, did you remember what it was? No. I didn't remember what it was. <laughs> I don't know what it is. And he's like... You wake up at like 2 in the morning. I know what I wanted to say to him. I wish. I wish that would be the case. I just... I don't remember what it was. And it was so one of those things where I was like, oh, I gotta say that to my dad or whatever. And I don't know. I get similar uh, things happening with me, but I... That was. <laughs> I just did a little Bob Ross thing. Oh, shit. Um, I hate it when I go into another room for something, and by the time I get there, walking through one or two other rooms, I forgot what I went in there for. You're there already? That's so sad. Yes. That's well, so sad. I've been sad. doing that for years. Oh, Sean and his decline. They even say, oh, well, if you walk backwards and come back in again... I remember it. Wait. No. Wait. It doesn't always work. I've never fucking heard that before. The only time it works is when you go back in the room you just came in, and the second your butt hits the seat, <laughs> I know what I wanted. Huh. Then you're like, oh, I gotta get up now. <laughs> Damn. I gotta get up? It's not worth it. I'll get it's it later. It's not worth it at all. I'll go get it later. And later it comes, you forget. That'll happen. Oh, and Jay had a thing the other day where it was like, he's on a... um. He got, like, a bout of vertigo, and they gave him meds. And the other day, he's like, where are my pills? Like, I don't know. They got pills. I know where where my pills are. (laughs) Do you you don't know where your pills are? What, does he put them around the house? Normally, they're either on the kitchen countertop, or he has a little... Pill box? uh, (laughs) A little pill box? No. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday? No, but you know what? My sister's got one of those. I got one of those. Oh, you do? Oh, oh dude. Because when I had the AFib, I got to take a um, 
a pill for that. Right. But my pill's kind of half and half. It's half for my AFib, and it's half for blood pressure. Oh. But I have one of those little octagon-shaped <laughs> Monday, Tuesday, Wednesdays. <laughs> and I keep it in the um, in the bathroom. Okay. Well, he was keeping I it. Know where it is. Yeah. Keep know where your pills are. That's a very important lesson to learn today. Know your role. <laughs> so he's like, I don't know where they are. So we had to root all around the house, and they were in. He brings a little bag to work of like work supplies. Like he brings his own set of headphones and stuff to work. And he was there. Yeah. And he had. I had already checked it. Like, mm, Way down on the bottom in the far corner. Hiding. Yeah. Yeah. There they are. Or Tucked the, away. The little hidden pocket that you forget about. Hidden pocket. A little zipper. Zip. Oh. Yeah. Oh, I forgot it right. <laughs> no, 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 no. Well, I was going to just explain real quick. The and thing. And go. <laughs> the thing that happened with my PC, because other people might have this thing, and it's actually a Windows issue. I We went to go turn my computer on, and it's not working at all. So my brother came over and spent like. Four hours, four and a half hours rooting through my, the innards of my computer. My guts. Yeah. And he took the cover off and he's like. Tick, 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 tick. So he said, well, because it's turning on, but like it doesn't start the startup process. So he said, well, it must be your video card because uh, the motherboard is working and your hard drive turns on. So he's like, these are that you know that's a good thing, and those are like the most expensive parts. So he's like, those that's things. They work. Yeah. So he's like, those things are good. And I'm like, all right, anything Yay. else is fine then. So he thought it was a video card because you can't see anything. Like the monitor is saying that there's no signal. So we went out to Best Buy. I bought a video card, and then he was looking at the back of it, <laughs> and he goes, it says that. Your power supply has to be a certain amperage. Um, I'm not sure that you have right that one. that kind of enough amperage to run this thing. So I was like, all right, well, I'll buy a power supply too. And he goes, okay. And I said, are, are there, is there like a chance that it could be the power supply and not the video card? And he's like, there's a chance that it could be anything. I'm like, okay. So I bought those two parts. So we came back. He put in the video card, and I'm sitting there like, this is it. Yes. So, Come on, no whammies, no whammies. Yeah, big bucks, no whammies. So we turn it on. Same thing, black screen. Ooh. I know, I know. So then he's like, fuck, I guess I got to replace your power supply. So I go to replace the power, he goes to replace the power supply. Same situation, black screen won't turn on. So he's like, he looks at me with this wicked serious face. He goes, I have to take this home now. <laughs> I was like, okay. So he takes it home. He takes all the parts, everything with him. He goes home. I saw him Easter Sunday. So he walks in the house and he goes, I think I know what's wrong with your computer. And I'm like, okay, what is it? And he goes, there's this thing from Microsoft called the black screen of death. And I was like, oh, fuck. <laughs> because that sounds very serious. And bad. And bad. Exactly bad. Well, here's the thing, right? Um... There's this, any, anybody who, like, I know you're not big into video games, but there's this Xbox thing, which is owned by Microsoft, that it'll freeze, and there's a power button in the front, and it'll just spin red, and they call it the red ring of death, hmm. because it just, your Xbox is dead. 
It's just this little red thing that it's like goes when you're around. watching uh, like a YouTube buffering. Yes. Buffering. Yes. And it's just and it's just red and it's dead. It's red, red and it's red dead. dead. Red Dead. Red Dead Redemption. He goes, yeah, this is, it, there's this thing called the black screen of death. And it happens to a lot of people when they go from Windows 7 and they upgrade to Windows 10, which is what I did. He goes, there was a background update that Microsoft did that people are getting this issue. And I'm like, what the fuck? And I said, well, is Microsoft sending out a patch? Are they telling people how to fix it? And he goes, they should be doing something. And he goes, nope. So I was like, is Microsoft doing anything? Nope. <laughs> he goes, they're aware of the problem. That's as far as we go. Really? <laughs> you're aware that you guys have a problem and you're not doing anything for your customers. Yep. Bastards. Fucking bricks. <laughs> oh, which is why Take I was like. Take care of your customers. I know. So I was pissed. I'm like, okay. So he said, if I can get it to boot up, I can do, uh, um, I can go back to a restore point and I can get rid of the update. But it's just a matter of trying to figure out how to get the computer to boot up. Kick it in the ass. Kick it in the ass. <laughs> and I'm so depressed because it's like, ugh. I, li I like recording so much better on my PC than his laptop. So... At least we have a backup. Yeah, I mean, we could still do the show. Uh, hopefully, we won't be editing much long, long... Four hours. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> it's depressing. There was Keep something... Keep hoping for the best. Yeah, there was... Well, like, the iTunes thing, I was like, oh, well, I'll go on my computer and see the iTunes. And I'm like, oh, fuck, I can't. <laughs> there was something somebody asked me the other day, and I was like, oh, it's on my desktop. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I can't do shit. Sorry. I kept uh, checking all week to see if the last show was even there. Yeah. On my computer, it didn't show up until, I think, yesterday or the day before. Poop. But yet, when I resubscribed a few days before that, it uploaded. Weird. So it was uploading with my little library uh, of all the podcasts. Right. But when you go back to the main screen, it wasn't there. Weird. Yeah. But I was happy it uploaded. Listen, between Microsoft and Apple, I was having a fucking <laughs> I was having a meltdown this week. Oh, I would too. Yeah. It's more so the fact that like they know that it's an issue and they know that it's a problem and there's nothing that they can do. And they it's can like, do something. I well Figure I, it out. Do it. Here's the thing, I know. And We're fucking depending on you. And I would think that I would be able to sue them to get a brand new desktop because what they've done has is rendered my computer useless. They killed it. They did. Their with fault. This, with this lame-ass update that they did. Now update my computer. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Send me a gift card to cover a new computer. Yeah, I know, right? Oh, well. That's all you have to do. That's all you have to do. This is all I ask of you, Microsoft. That's I'll all be happy. I ask of you. Happy I can hear Georgia. I can hear a hundred people now. That's why you get a MacBook. <laughs> <laughs> would that I could. Would that I could. I bet I would have seen the podcast update if I had a MacBook. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> In a minute. There's a notice for everybody out there. If you're having the same problem. Yep. 
Tara just told you why. <laughs> I did. So I totally did. I just told you what's call up. Call or write a letter to Microsoft and say, hey, fix me. Fix me. Do it, bitch. Oh, anyway. Anyway. But did you have a good week? I did. Des- despite all the obstacles? Yeah. You know what's fucked up is it was like 70 degrees today. And look at the weekend in front of us. And we're going to get snow. I can't. You're saying snow showers for. Sunday into Monday. Sunday, yeah. Yeah. I'm also saying a possibility if it moves, we're going to get rain instead. Oh, I'd much rather rain. In a minute. So I'm not listening to what they say. I'm just going to wait and see what we get. Because <laughs> last time I took a day off because we were supposed to have up to like eight inches of snow and we didn't have more than one. We didn't get shit. I called into work too, but it was more so because I had a migraine. <laughs> I still kept the day. Uh, I, well, I, I was like, uh, it was technically a sick day because I was in bed sick. It counts. I should. It should count for something. I second it. <laughs> I second it. <laughs> I second that motion. Nice, nice. Okay, so I don't know. You wanna you wanna get to business? Why not? Get to business. Movies you gotta see. Eighties edition. Da da da. I like that. <laughs> I know. Um, all right, so tonight we're going to talk about The Burbs and... Beverly Hills Cop. Beverly Hills Cop. <laughs> With Eddie Murphy. Okay. I have notes. Yeah, I don't notes. Want, well, I didn't want to cheat you. Yeah, oh, boy. <laughs> so... The, so, button. The Burbs. I have said before that The Burbs... It would be like, uh, I'm trying to think of the hierarchy. It'd be like, but The Burbs is one of my favorite Tom Hanks movies. I love it. And you I mentioned before The Burbs, and yeah. a lot of people out there over the years have said, oh, I don't like The Burbs. <gasps> Why? I don't know. You said that last time. <laughs> no, yeah, I know. Because it's like it's not like, you know, it's not a movie that did, I don't think it did particularly well, but it's it's a. We still liked it. It's a good movie. It's funny. It's a good movie. And that's the point of this. We need to talk about good movies. That you gotta see. That you gotta see. We're if you on point. Seen oh. Or if you haven't seen them in a long time. Watch them again. Yes. <laughs> Me, I could watch all these movies over and over. I know a lot of people out there, oh, I'll just watch it once and that's it for me. I'm good. My, my, my dad's kind of like that. He'll watch a movie once and then it's like, I've seen it. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> so you want to watch you it and enjoy it again? Yeah. Why wouldn't you want to watch it and enjoy it again? <laughs> <laughs> I went high with it on purpose. Me too. Okay, so <clears throat> The Burbs from 1989 stars Tom Hanks. We all know Tom Hanks. Not personally, but we all know him. Oh, we covered Dragnet Money Pit. I think we've gotten to know Tom Hanks over the yeah. course of this podcast. <laughs> Carrie Fisher. So Carrie Fisher. Yeah, Star Wars. Princess Leia. The oh, fuck yeah. else? What the fuck else? Rick Duckman. Well, yeah, but I was trying to think of what else Carrie Fisher's been in. Oh. I thought you trying to think of other people in the no, movie. No, no, no. I have the list. I have the Good list. Noise. Always. Which I think she was in When Harry Met Sally, but I'm not sure. But anyway. Uh, Rick, Rick Duckman, who I think died 
Did he die last year or the year before? It was recent. Yeah. He was also in um, Groundhog Day, Little Monsters. I was going to bring that one up. And Die Hard. Oh, yeah? Yes. I, oh, yeah. I came to bring it, Sean. came to bring it. Corey Feldman, who fucking was in everything in the 80s. He was in the Goonies. We talked about the Goonies a couple weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Um, what else? He did a lot of uh, movies of his own that he directed. Did he? They weren't big movies. They were like just a ton of slapstick comedy. Just one after another slapping the shit out of you. But... <laughs> Smack. Slapping the shit out of you. Okay. Um, Bruce Dern, who really didn't do I mean, he's done a lot of a lot of TV and a lot of movies that I haven't seen. <laughs> um, but I love him in this. He's awesome in this movie. Uh this actor called Courtney Gaines, who have you ever seen a movie? Have you ever seen a movie, Sean? I think I've seen lots of movies. <laughs> have you ever seen a movie, Sean? I haven't seen it enough. No, no, no. He was in a movie um, in the 80s called Can't Buy Me Love. Can't Buy Me Love. <laughs> do you know of this film? I haven't seen it, but I do know of it. You know of it. It has um, Patrick Dempsey in it. Patrick Dempsey. Well, he's... Grisner? Yeah. Yeah. And he's in that movie. He also was Dr. Doom on uh, Fantastic Four. Patrick Dempsey? No, I might think of someone else. I think you're thinking of somebody else. Who am I thinking of? I have no idea. Edit that out. Edit that out! I'm gonna keep it in. Mistakes yeah. live on, bitch. Who thinking of? <laughs> I don't know who you're thinking of. But it's okay. And um, this guy named Henry Gibson. Henry who was... <laughs> you sounded so sad right then. <laughs> I need my phone. No, poor, poor boy. Um, Henry Gibson, who was in National Pet Lampoon's Vacation and Inner Space. Oh, we talked about it. Well, we talked about Inner Space, kind of, because you mentioned a movie, and I thought you were talking about Inner Space. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I was like, what the fuck? You talking about Inner Space? Mine's right really funny in that. You know what? I'm not a big. Um, I'm really not a big Martin Short fan. Three amigos. Yeah, Three Amigos is good. I own that one. Me too. But like, I can't think of a ton of stuff. Like he did a lot of S, he did a lot of SCTV stuff, and that's where he came up with that Ed Grimley character. Yeah. And it's just. They even did a cartoon of it. At the time. I just I don't think that character is very funny. I never cared for it. Sorry, Martin. Sorry, Martin. <laughs> well, I'm sure he's crying in his soup because we don't fucking soup. Yeah. All right, so let's get down. Let's get down to it. So, the movie takes place in this fictional suburban town of Hinkley Hills on a street, a cul-de-sac specifically, yeah, called Sack, called Mayfield Place. Now, Ray Peterson, who was played by uh, Tom Hanks, gets a new neighbor. He's kind of intrigued by them because they're kind of, they're a little weird. And mysterious, and nobody's like ever really seen them. So the neighbor that I'm over, I'm over here. So <laughs> that, just got that. <laughs> I did. It's because I was concentrating on what I was saying. Ray Ray's other neighbor, Art, played by Rick uh, Rick Duckerman, uh, believes that they're murderers. So one evening, Ray Art and this war veteran from down the street called Mark Rumsfeld. 
played by Bruce Dern. Sean's already laughing. They watch Hans Kolpeck, which is the name of the son, drive this dilapidated piece of shit car from the garage to the curb. And then he takes out this big garbage bag from the trunk and he throws it in the garbage can. He beats the crap out of it. Beats the devil out of it. Beats the devil out of it. What? Bob Ross term. Yes. I love a good Bob Ross reference. During the night, Ray kind of watches them digging in their backyard with pickaxes and they're kind of out there in the rain and it's really weird. So It's almost like they have cloaks on. Yeah. Almost like a ritual is going on out there. Yeah, like they're... Yeah, like psycho. Something you don't want to look out the window at night in a thunderstorm and see. That's I, creepy. I think I might fucking move. I think I'd be all set. Oh, you know what? What? I fucking... Okay. I. All right. Wait. I have to talk about this real quick. Um, I have new neighbors. Okay. Colbert. No. No. Now my original next door neighbors. Um. They used to fight. They used to fight a lot, and the last fight that they got into before they moved. This is funny. They threw dirty diapers at each other. <laughs> they got in a dirty diaper fight, and there was dirty diapers all over the front of their house. It was it was disgusting, disgusting. <laughs> so poor poor Jake, poor Jay ended up calling like the health department, and he's like, "Do we have to clean this up? Because I don't want to touch dirty diapers. This is gross." So I got rubber gloves because they weren't cleaning it up. It was one of those things we were in a standoff. I waited like three days and the diapers were still there. And I'm like, this is, I've had it. I can't, I don't live like this. I'm I need trying to, to figure out how the hell do you have a domestic dispute? <laughs> domestic dispute? Domestic dispute? And you're throwing dirty diapers at each other. And how do you not bust out laughing during this? Because they were pissed. They must have been super pissed because at some point I would have stopped laughing that we're fact they were throwing diapers they were pissed and they were screaming like i was i was i was sitting there just waiting to listen to for like you know the the hit i'm like if i hear somebody get hit i gotta call the police like turner yeah i'm not yeah you don't mess around with that you gotta be helpful so i was i was waiting to hear like a, a slap or something like that and john murphy what the five fingers say in the face uh, so I was waiting to hear something like that, and I didn't hear anything, so I, I didn't call the police, because I'm not, it didn't, it, it sounded angry, but not violent. So anyway, <laughs> the other night I was sitting here, and I was in my living room. Living. I was in my living room having a living, living day, <laughs> and all of a sudden. In the, living color. <laughs> all of a sudden the dog starts flipping out. And then I hear them, and it almost sounds like they're on my front lawn, just screaming at each other. Your doorbell didn't tell you? No. They didn't. Well, no, they didn't trip the doorbell. I have a video doorbell that trips when people get too close to the house. They didn't get close enough to the house to trip the doorbell. Probably went off when I backed in. <laughs> oh, yeah, it did. I got hit before she got home. Yeah, it did. I got a notification. <laughs> I get notifications, bitch. What was there? Yeah, so I got a new neighbor, and I still have people screaming at each other. I... Can't win. Can't we all just get along? No. Damn. So, back to the burbs. <laughs> yeah, there's one thing about the burbs that I want to say before I forget. Okay. The guy that played Hans. Yes. He was in um, Children of the Corn. Ooh. Which I've never seen, but I know the premise. Mm-hmm. 
the very first uh, Children of the Corn. Wow. He was in that. Okay. At least he wasn't in Nightmare on Elm Street Bot 2. <laughs> <laughs> I recently showed her Elm Street 2. He made me. He's like, we got to watch Nightmare on Elm Street Bot 2. Uh, you just, you have to watch it. I was talking about it with her. And I'm like, I got to yeah. show you. Yeah, so I, I drank the Kool-Aid and I fucking sat and watched Nightmare on Elm Street Bot 2. I was like, oh boy. This is cinematic at its best. The only thing that I kept, like, the thing that had me, like, it really wasn't scary, which was good, because I, I don't, don't need, like scary ones. yeah, I don't, I don't really like things that are too, Boops. yeah, not too much, <laughs> but the thing that had me laughing was, like, when the kid, the, the son, what was his name? Jesse. Jesse. I almost called him Stevie. <laughs> when Jesse, Stevie Jesse walked into the kitchen, there was always, like, something written on the message board. That was awesome. Every that time, just, it changed. That just had me fucking rolling. Call Zach. Call Zach called. Fucking call Rhonda. Well, I'm called. The thing, the thing for Rhonda was up for like three scenes. I'm like, will somebody please call Rhonda back? <laughs> help me, Rhonda. Help, help, help me, Rhonda. Rhonda. <laughs> you totally spot Come on. Yeah, we're bad tonight. We're bad. Bad bone. Mm. All right, so anyway. I have to edit that. They watch him, they watch them digging in the backyard, and it's kind of creepy. So the following day, um, <clears throat> Art runs out to check the contents of the garbage bag. And, around. yeah, and it's kind of, it's weird, because they're basically, like, throwing trash all over the street. <laughs> which That's like a funny the, scene, too. That is a funny scene, and the funny thing is, is that after they do that, and they throw the trash all over the street, it's there for the rest of the movie. <laughs> like, nobody in the neighborhood picked up the trash. Oh. That reminds me. What? One of the trash guys. Remember him? What? I forget his name, but he was, um, I think it was Futterman on Gremlins. Oh, really? I think it was Mr. Futterman. Well, that, that makes sense, because Joe Dante did them both. Rick Duckerman was in Gremlins 2. And was Feldman in Gremlins for a minute? Somebody else was in Gremlins for a minute. Corey Feldman was in the first one. There we go! Oh, shit! That was, I think that was one of his first movies as a kid. There we go. So they check the can, and then they got garbage all over the street. Yeah, they check the can. Eh. But they don't... They don't Death poop! Death poop! Death poop! But they don't find any any bodies or anything or any body parts, so they're bodies. yeah, so they're kind of bummed. Yeah. So <laughs> so uh, Rumsfeld's wife Bonnie finds the neighbor uh, Walter's dog running loose, which isn't like normal. So they're like, that no dog likes the shit on his lawn. Yeah. So they're like, did Walter go Run away? Home. And why would Walter go away without his dog? So Ray, Art, Bonnie, and Ricky, played by Corey Feldman, go into Walter's house, and they find <laughs> of all the things to find, of all the things to find in somebody's house, they find his fucking toupee sitting on the floor <laughs> with an overturned chair and stuff. Yes, and it looks like there had been a struggle. So Art and Rumsfeld begin to like. Freak conclusions. Out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They were already they they fucking had conclusions before they walked in the door. Yeah. So now Ray gets the dog and he leaves a note saying that he has his dog. So now so, it was like a, like almost a ransom note. I know. I have your dog, bitch. <laughs> Come and get him. 
So the following night, Ray and Art have a meeting in the basement. Of all places. Yeah, I know. Of all, one little light bulb meeting in the basement. <laughs> so they're starting to theorize about Walter's disappearance, and Art has all these suspicions, and it's kind of pumping Ray up. So Carol, played by Carrie Fisher, is Ray's wife. And she's getting like, this is bullshit. I've had enough of this crazy shit. She's getting real tired of it. So she says that they should all go over and welcome them to the neighborhood and have a friendly visit mm-hmm. and meet them. That's sweet. So they go over and... They bring brownies. <laughs> they do bring brownies. So a really oh. funny scene is right when um, they're trying to knock on the door and all that crazy shit happens. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it's like... I'm not going to say what happens when they knock on the door, but if you've seen it, it's funny. A few things happen before the door even opens. Yeah. Crazy shit. So they knock on the door. So they kind of, they're not really technically invited in. They just kind of walk in, mm-hmm. which is really rude. <laughs> As his hand in the brownies over, almost like, okay, here's a ticket. I know. We brought brownies. Let us into your home. <laughs> So they go in and then nice shithole you got Lovely pile of shit. <laughs> oh, I like your shit pile. Oh. So while the while the ladies and they're all talking and so Art kind of peeks around the backyard while everybody's inside. And later in the evening, Ray tells Art that he found Walter's toupee in the basement. Which, you know, it was previously in Walter's house, so what the fuck's going on, right? Um, so Ray and the others are just convinced that they've murdered, that the, the Klopex have murdered Walter. And they agree that they need to do something, so they're like, we're going to investigate the backyard when they leave for the day. <laughs> but the next day, Carol and... Uh, Ray's son decide they're going to go visit Carol's sister, which leaves Ray free to completely, basically perform a B&E. <laughs> He's busting a B&E in the neighbor's house. Mm-hmm. So Art... Carol's like, peace! Yeah. He's like, I'm done. I'll See you. weekend. See you later. Crazy. You going to get in trouble? I'm not going to be around for it. <laughs> I know. I'm not paying bail. <laughs> Pay the bail! There's an ATM over there. Pay that bail, bitch. So, Art disables the Klopex's security system, and he and Ray kind of go into the yard, and they just start digging up every square inch of this yard. And while they're doing that, the neighbor Rumsfeld is on his roof, and he's kind of being the lookout. I fucking love that scene. When he's on the roof. Just the whole part of him being on the roof is all I love it when he's walking around the roof, and all of a sudden, Corey Femme was like, Yo, Rumsfeld! And he falls off. That is my favorite part of the movie. I love that part, yeah. You gotta see that. Yes. <laughs> that part is awesome. It really is. It really is. He's up on the roof. He's up keeping going. On the roof. Yeah. So after hours of digging around, they decide, you know what? We need a beverage. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All this digging, I'm thirsty. I know. But they decide, like, all right. Not really, I'm just saying that. <laughs> Shut <laughs> like... Oh, shit. All right, so they decide, they're like, all right, all the evidence must be in the house. It's got to be in the house. So let's perform a full B&E and fucking get in the house. So they all go, right, I'm with you. Yeah. 
So they go in the house, and they discover what they believe is like a crematorium. So they're all freaked out. So Ray begins to dig in the soil around the basement because right. he's like, because he's convinced that like dead bodies are there. Like you're in someone else's house and you decide, hey, I'm just going to start digging up the floor. His theory is, I guess, his crime will not be as bad as if somebody <laughs> murdered somebody. finds evidence. Yeah. The trouble is you got to find the evidence. If I find you the evidence, you'll pardon me of what I did. I know. Pardon me of the B&E and the destruction of your property. Hmm. Major destruction. Major disruption. There you go. We're into a certain courthouse I know of. We get dismissed. <laughs> so he's digging around the basement. So in the evening, the Klopaks come back. And Sweet. basically, they pull into the driveway and they see that the light's on in the basement. So they it's fucking. They turn around and they leave. Right? So not long after that, Rumsfeld, Art, and Ricky. Shocked because Walter. So they're shocked because Walter comes home, right? Walter. Who's Walter? So Walter's back, and the Klopeks come home, and they have the police. Oh shit! <laughs> <laughs> so Art goes into the Klopeks home to rescue Ray, who at this point was fucking digging with a pickaxe in the basement, hits a gas line. So he yells for everybody to get out, and they get out of the cluster. Everybody. They... That one other person. <laughs> everybody. Everybody out. So they get out right before the whole fucking house explodes. Artists. It bursts into flames. And Good explosion. It, well, yeah. Well, actually, technically it explodes with Ray inside, but he kind of emerges. Because they want you to think. Yeah. Did he survive? So... <laughs> So Art's talking to a cop who's explaining that Walter had a medical problem and his family took him to the hospital. And while he was away, Walter had made arrangements for the Klopex to pick up his mail. Now, here's my thing. Why would you choose the new neighbor over neighbors that you've known for years? That part is weird. Yes. So, <laughs> so Ray snaps at Art and declares that, yeah, he snaps. So he declares that the neighbors were wrong. Well, the whole neighborhood was wrong about the Klopex. And then he kind of punches Art and then basically throws himself onto an ambulance and, and on, on a gurney and That's pushes awesome. himself in the ambulance. <laughs> that was good after my time. So, take me away. I'm sick. <laughs> Just take me. One of the Klopex joins Ray in the ambulance, thinking that Ray must have seen a skull from one of his former neighbors in the basement. Because technically his profession is some kind of a doctor, but... Well, he says he's a doctor. Yeah, I'm not sure what type yeah, of doctor he is. He's a doctor crazy. He's a, he's afraid that Ray saw something that he didn't see. So Him in the shower? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> my jewels! So, my jewels! My jewels! <laughs> bitch. Basically, he's trying to murder Ray to collect Ray's skull. And then... Replace it. Yeah. And then that kind of reveals that Art was right. And then Hans is assumes the role of the ambulance driver, but they end up crashing and there's kind of Hans a struggle. Can't drive. No, you can't drive. So they end up crashing and there's kind of a struggle, and the gurney with Ray and the Klopek guy kind of rolls out of the ambulance and down the street. Like you would and, expect in a movie. Yeah, and so I'm gonna I'm gonna stop because there's there's a little bit of a thing, but 
Um, if, if you've seen it, you know how it ends, and if you haven't, you, you should watch it. But I do have little tidbits. Yep. I have little tidbits. Supposedly, um, there are a bunch of alternate endings shot uh, with... Not on the DVD, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. And suppo supposedly it has to do with the the car. Something about the car. And I'm not going to give too much away, but supposedly it's going to be... It's supposed to be on the, like the Blu-ray or something. Do you have the Blu-ray of the movie? I just got the DVD. Oh. Guess what we got to look for in the next... Uh... <laughs> I know. Next run. But supposedly there's like so much extra footage. There was like alternate endings. Um, there was supposed to be an ending um, where Ray, uh, Ray's character, Ray Tom Hanks' character is supposed to be killed, and that kind of changed when Tom Hanks was given the role because the we studio can't kill Tom. Exactly. That's no. exactly right. The studio was afraid that the audience wouldn't appreciate seeing Tom Hanks die on screen. I might be okay with it. No, I'm just... So it's funny. At this time, uh, Corey Feldman was like buddies with Michael Jackson, and Michael. Buddies. Yeah, Michael Jackson would never go to the set, but he would send Bubbles, his chimpanzee, and it, it, it like came to the to be that like the it had to be confined to Corey's uh, trailer while they were shooting, but when Corey would go back to his trailer, the chimp like pooped and spread poo everywhere. Poop, he revenge pooped in the trailer. Typical <laughs> animal. You poop and you throw it around. So what ended up happening was Joe Dante. It should have been their pet next door. I know. So Joe Dante eventually had to ban him from the set because they're like, get out of here. Yeah, we got to get the Blu-ray. Yeah. I want to see all this. Yeah, I mean, there's a ton of stuff. I didn't stuff. know it was out there. That part where Tom Hanks gets on the gurney and puts himself in the ambulance, he totally improvised that. Good for you. Which is kind of cool. <laughs> Improv is awesome. Yeah. Oh, and here's something you'll appreciate. The cul-de-sac, yeah. right, is a backlot street at Universal Studios, but it's also it was also used in the Tom Hanks movie Dragnet. Oh. Probably um, like where either Granny Monday lived or probably where Connie Swale lived. Yeah, that's exactly right. Connie was like Connie Swale's house. Holy shit. You do. You and do. The back, the back lot at Universal was also where they filmed Back to the Future. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Um. So according to like to the director Joe Dante, Tom Hanks didn't was kind of like hesitant to do this movie because it was his first time playing a dad on screen, and he was concerned it would prevent him from going back to the type of roles that he had had up to that point. Mm-hmm. Which I think is kind of weird. If anything, I would think if you do it well, it would give you more roles. Mm -hmm. <laughs> mm -hmm. I like your silent agreeing, Sean. You're like, uh-huh. I second it. I second it. <laughs> oh, shit. Well, supposedly this movie kind of takes place in, like, the Chicago area as well. I think at the beginning of the film and the end of the film, it's like the camera is up in space and they just zoom right down. Yeah. To Earth, and then down into the U.S., and down into the Midwest, and right to where the city is. And then at the end, rewind. <laughs> Going back up in space. Back up. Thank you. Have a good evening. All right, so... Watch again if you want. Yeah. So the last thing, uh, which is interesting to me, uh, there's a scene at the Klopex house where uh, Bruce Dern's character is fascinated by one of the, the, the Klopex's paintings. 
and he grabs it and he kind of turns it upside down and he's looking <laughs> at it. And it was actually a painting, an original painting that was used in an opening sequence of Rod Serling's Night Gallery, which was a very cool show. Hmm. Recycled. Yes. There you go. The, there's your burbs plus burbs fun facts. <laughs> I can't do more than that. Done enough? Hmm. More than I thought was going to come out of that. <laughs> nice. I try to pack it in, Sean. I try to pack it in. It's like Blu-ray should be packed in. I know. I'll have to investigate, because I don't know if the burbs, the, if it's, it's even on Blu-ray. But. We'll find out. <laughs> we shall. So now we move over <laughs> to Beverly Hills Cop with Eddie Murphy. Yay! Yay! Came out in 1984. It was an action comedy film directed by Martin Brest. <laughs> Brest. Starring Eddie Murphy as Axel Foley. We play street smart Detroit cop who ends up going to Beverly Hills to solve a murder of his best friend. Other people in this is one of our favorites, Judge Reinhold. Yay! I love me some Judge Reinhold. <laughs> you, got, a... you got nothing to say to that. He's oh, got oh, nothing to say to that. I was just thinking about <laughs> some of the scenes from Vice Versa again. Oh, really? Mooses. Moose. <laughs> uh, John Ashton, Ronnie Cox. So in 84, uh, Beverly Hills Cop won the People's Choice Award for Favorite Motion Picture. Nominated for both Golden Globe Award and Best Motion Picture. And it earned... Two hundred thirty-four million at the North American domestic, domestically box office, making it the highest-grossing film of '84 in the U.S. Good for you. <laughs> Set the bar, bitch. <laughs> so basically, the movie starts off with Eddie Murphy being undercover. Uh, he borrowed a cigarette truck that was impounded from. Um... Borrowed. <laughs> Quote borrowed from a. Uh previous investigation so he went to the impound and took out this truck full of cigarettes so he can do an undercover sting himself that went wrong because two <laughs> officers uh, happened to be cruising by one end of the street and saw them in the back of the truck trying to conduct the business so all right let's back up and stick our noses where it don't belong <laughs> then the two cops get out and start questioning them and asking for id and at this point to me and anyone else watching knowing that Eddie Murphy's character is an undercover cop. That these two cops should know him. <laughs> or should have some idea. But nope. They don't. So they kind of scare off the, the guys. And one of them starts the truck and starts driving away. So now we got a speed chase going through Detroit. Yeah, but that's a really good scene. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> With the truck. <laughs> so after all that, and they pretty much destroyed about a third of the city. But the way the guy was driving the uh, 16-wheeler all through the main roads and back roads, destroying cars and anything that was in his way. I think uh, one of them was taxi, I think. Kind of broken down or, no. One, one car was disabled. That got smashed. But after all this, uh, Foley goes back to um, headquarters and he tries to get out of there before his boss. Inspector Todd, played by Gilbert Hill, he uh, finds him in the locker room. Then he yells at him. Everyone's watching in the background. <laughs> like, oh, you in trouble. <laughs> Without the yelling at him, he tells him, no more of these. One more, and you're out. So after that, 
shit day, he has. <laughs> he goes back to his apartment, and then he realizes his door is open a crack, so someone's in his apartment. Come to find out, it's his longtime best friend. Aw. <laughs> Little B&E on your best friend. Yeah, your best friend's breaking into your apartment. But he wanted to surprise him, then they started reminiscing. They go to a bar and shoot some pool and talk about the old days and how they used to steal cars. When he's talking to him in the apartment before they go out, he shows him some bearer bonds from an art gallery that he worked at as a uh, security guard. Because before that, he went to prison for a while through a friend that they both knew when they were kids. She got him a job at the art gallery because she's the manager there. Mm-hmm. Um, he shows Axel Foley the uh, bearer bonds that he took. And because he took those, the guy that runs the art gallery, he has some of his boys track him down. Yep, they track Mikey down. No! That's the character's name, Mikey. I was trying to remember that. They don't rob him dead. They shoot him dead. No! They shoot him dead in the hallway of Axel's uh, apartment. Axel doesn't know this at the time because they knocked him in the back of the head without him seeing before they confronted Mikey. Pussy. Yeah. <laughs> what was in the back? Gotta do it to the back of the head. Yeah, they pistol whipped. Pistol whipped! The back of his head. So that knocked him out. And uh, he wanted in on the investigation, but his boss told him no because they're best friends. So he's right. too emotionally involved in the uh, the case. So he decides to take some vacation and go out to Beverly Hills, try to figure out everything on the whole situation with the bearer bonds and what stuff Mikey was into before that and who had him <laughs> killed. So he goes out there. He finds the uh, the art gallery. Right. He confronts oh. the guy who runs it. His name is Victor Maitland. So he tries to talk to him in a way that he's almost like a second party. Victor answers a few of his questions, but not all. And then he decides, this sounds like something that the police may want to check into. And then he presses a couple of buttons to have his boys come and take him, escort him out of the building. And they decide to pick him up and throw him out the front window. Take one, out the trash. That's one way of escorting somebody out. Just toss them out the window. Now, is this art? Is this the art gallery? Is that where Serge works? Yeah. Oh. Played by Bronson Pinchot. He is so fucking funny in that role. Balky from Perfect Strangers. He's so funny in that role. How you doing? I'm Serge. <laughs> and how may I help you today? <laughs> he's he's wicked funny in that role. It's awesome. <laughs> I think if uh, if I recall, at first he didn't want that role. Really? Mm-hmm. I think he turned it down at first, but either Eddie or somebody talked him into it. Hmm. It was good. Funny character that he did. Yeah. Yeah, he, no, he it was great. <laughs> I agree. I mean, he didn't have too much role in the movie, but just the way he decided to have his character talk is hilarious. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. He's hilarious in this movie. And one thing he always liked to ask everybody if they want an espresso. He makes them right in the back there with a little, little lemon twist. That's good. You should try it. <laughs> a little lemon twist. <laughs> and that's how we did it. I twist the lemon for you. <laughs> how hospitable. <laughs> <laughs> so after Foley is um, thrown out the window, he just happens to be two Beverly Hills officers just pulling up in the squad car right at him. Like, gee, what good timing. Mm. He's committed to going out the window, and there they are. <laughs> <laughs> Whoopsie. So they take him back to the station, and he's sitting in the holding cell. 
And uh, this is where you get to see Judge Reinhold and John Ashton. Judge Reinhold plays Detective Billy Rosewood. And John Ashton and Sergeant Taggart. Nice. He was side side thing. John Ashton was also in a movie called Midnight Run. Sounds familiar. Which uh, was has Charles Grodin and Robert De Niro in it. And it's one of those movies that it's kind of like it kind of went under the the wire a little bit, but it's a it's a good movie. It it's kind of messed up because it's it's somewhere between like an action movie and a comedy movie, so they didn't really. I don't think they marketed it just right. Sounds um, familiar though. Yeah, but it's it's a good movie, and he plays such a bad. He's he's such an asshole in that movie, but it's so funny. He's an asshole. He's such an asshole. (laughs) (laughs) Well, they question him, and they ask him why Foley didn't um, tell the two officers that he was a cop from Detroit. He's asking, oh, I'm on vacation. (laughs) Went to the bathroom, next time I know six people threw me out the window. Happens all the time. Oh, yeah. Can't tell you how many times I've gone to the bathroom and thrown out a window. I like how one of the the things he says to uh, Taggart, Fuck out of you. Cops are doormen. <laughs> <laughs> and Taggart's like, we're more likely to believe a local businessman than a foul-mouthed jerk from out of town. Aww. Like, foul-mouthed? <laughs> Fuck you, man. <laughs> <laughs> See, that's the Eddie Murphy that I used to love watching. Right. The R-rated Eddie Murphy. Right. Are they... Um, so is Beverly Hills Cop 4 ever happening? I thought I heard it was happening. They're in production of it. Really? And I think they're trying to work it so we see the old Eddie Murphy. Nice. Nice. And hopefully they're going to try and make it R-rated. God, I hope so. I hope Warning, so. Warning, do not see the third one. Oh, yeah. We were going to... we were, Like, Sean was like, oh, maybe I'll dabble into two or save it for another thing. And I was like, all right, just tell people not to watch Spot 3 because it was awful. <laughs> If you want to watch Beverly Hills Cop with a family, you can watch three. Well, is that is that like G-rated? No, I think it's like PG-13. Oh. But still, most of it takes place in like their own version of Walt Disney World. Oh, yeah. It was so shitty. It was so shitty. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, whoa. You know Not what? much you can say about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That. Oh, you know what they did? What? I know. They made um, Rush Hour a TV show. I thought I saw a commercial for that lately. You and I'm really like, what did. What am I watching here? You really did. Rush They're Hour is a TV show. They're the same show. lines, but I you understand the words that are coming out of my mouth. They, yeah, yeah. But they just kind of said it in a different way. Yeah. Because I was watching um, I was watching Big Bang Theory last night. Yeah. And they're like, oh, in two hours, the premiere of Rush Hour, whatever. And I'm like, wait, what? Really? <laughs> That's a show now? And then I thought, well, it has a, that has, like, premise to be good, but it probably won't be. <laughs> it's like, well, this could be a good show, but I bet it won't be. Good, good for them for giving it a try, but it might be one of the shows that only lasts one season. Yeah. I didn't think I didn't think the new Hawaii Five-0 would last at all. That thing's almost running, like, constantly. I, <laughs> I barely ever hear, oh, season finale. I started I think, watching that, but I gave up. Excuse me. I think I heard it's done. Yay. <laughs> Yay. Oh. I think it started, like, in 2010. 
It's been on. It's been on a lot longer than I thought it would. I was like, holy shit, how is this still on the air? I don't know a single person who watches it. Um, the blonde hair guy in that, that's the the partner. Mm-hmm. He is James Khan's son. Yeah, but that doesn't mean it should stay on the air. No, I'm just throwing a point out there. <laughs> oh, okay. Fun fact about that. Oh, factoids! I, I just know that's James, James Khan's son. See, one of the movies that jumps in my head, and if you want to know who James Khan is, Godfather. you don't know him. Yeah, he's in Godfather. Sonny. He was Sonny in Godfather. <laughs> yep. That's, that's a good movie. Oh, yeah. Um, if you watch Bulletproof with Adam Sandler and oh Damon Wayans, God. he's in that. You know how long it's been since I've seen Bulletproof? That was a 1996 movie. Um, oh, Elf. Yep. He was an Elf. Yes. And he was also in a football film in the 90s called The Program. Ooh, that's a good one. He plays the uh, the head coach of the college football team. I think I have that on. No, I don't think I do. I take it back. <laughs> I got it. <laughs> I thought I had it, but I probably don't. So I take it back. A good football film. Okay, but it's not Beverly Hills Cop. <laughs> no. <laughs> but it's gonna finish up Beverly Hills Cop. Um, that's why. Before we segue into something back. else. <laughs> Oh, real quick. Go. <laughs> Go. Um, I got my watch. Go. The, one of the cops who works at the station, Paul Reiser. Yes. A very young Paul Reiser. Yes. He was Foley's Detroit partner. Yes. He's a, he, His character always wants to work with Foley and do cases with him, but Foley's always kind of giving him little side things to do. To <laughs> get my coffee. Go get my coffee, bitch. <laughs> Yeah, he uh, he's killing it on um, Red Oaks. That it's an Amazon Prime show. It takes place in the eighties. It it took me one or two episodes to really get into it. And now I'm like, oh my god, this show's so good. The the other day they did one of those body swapping typical eighties episodes. Like vice versa. Yes. And like follow like yes. It was totally in that vein. It was hilarious. I was like, they're spoofing all this shit. It's awesome. But he's on that show and he's he's just. It's not like typical Paul Reiser. He's kind of like a dick, and <laughs> not really a dick. He's just very straight up. It's it's funny as hell. But anyway, that's Red Oaks. <laughs> it's just not Beverly Hills Cop. <laughs> but I just wanted to say it because hey, that's what we do. Fun. We branch yeah, off. I it helps yeah. the show. Well, it it breaks. Well, not only does it break things up, but it also like if I tried to wait until you were done, I'd never fucking remember it. Be like, what was, a, what was it I was going to say when he was done talking? But What's the name of that again? Red Oaks. Red Oaks. Red Oaks. It's the name of the the country club that the kid works out at. It's also the name of the show. Isn't that convenient? <laughs> Woo! I know! <laughs> so, during the movie, <laughs> <laughs> basically, Foley just... <laughs> when she Because it was like we were off on the left and fucking left field and now you're like, so, in the movie. We were getting so far in the left field we were almost out of the stadium. Oh, oh, shit. Oh, shit. We were. Anyways. Really, it was cop. Oh, boy. So it was basically the rest of the film fully tries to uh, 
does his investigation and acts to certain people in certain places that he's someone else and mm -hmm. all, all the same time he's being watched by Taggart and Rosewood. Right. They're kind of tailing him. So like they're sitting outside the hotel that he's staying at. He knows that they're out there. So as a joke, he has a waiter bring food out to them to distract them. <laughs> So you can slip bananas in the tailpipe. Oh. Make the car stall when the Foley and the, his female friend there is going to a warehouse for him to check some evidence. Right. And they stall right in the middle of the main street. Oh, antics. Oh, you know what? Oh. Oh. It's April Fool's today. Uh. Did you get any pranks played on you? Nope. No. Nope. avoided anything. Me too. Me too. I had thought about it, and then I thought about, like, doing something like texting Jay, and then I was like, nah. Because he doesn't like prank things, so I'm like, I don't... All my coworkers uh, were trying to come up with fun ideas and stuff to do, but they didn't do anything. Everybody at my work was far too busy. <laughs> we all just had our heads down trying to fucking... I pretty much try to stay at my desk all day, so nothing would be done to me, but... I know, I get a text from Sean, like, I don't even want to go to the bathroom right now. Somebody's going to do something. We only did one thing. Yeah. In uh, in our office today. But my coworker, Kathy, who got there before us, she put it up. She printed out two signs that says, please use other door. So we put that on the main door to our room. Yeah. And we put it on the side door. So that would confuse uh, the hell out of anyone. Please use other door. It's like when you write down I on a piece it. of paper... Turn this over. Yeah, on both sides. Yeah. How do you keep an idiot busy? Turn this over. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> so we did that on the doors. Didn't really work. I didn't think it would. A couple of people were a little baffled, but they still walked in the side door. <laughs> I saw your sign, but I'm still coming in. I even thought to look online of practical jokes that you can do, and there's one that I thought was kind of funny. You take a bunch of balloons and you fill them up. Mm -hmm. You blow air in it or helium. Uh, put them all together and kind of tape them to a little mm. window on the office door. <clears throat> yeah. So when you're outside looking in, it looks like the entire room is filled with balloons that so you can't walk around. But they're Weird. all, you just got like 20 balloons taped to the back of the door. I don't know how to, I don't know what to say to that. I started cracking up when I saw that. Oh, Beverly Hills Cup. <laughs> <laughs> oh, golly. Right. So, they just get some stuff into some shit here and there and figures out the, the case and funny <laughs> stuff happens. They go to a strip funny club. Funny stuff happens. <laughs> he goes to a strip club with Rosewood and Taggart. You're right, Streebeck. They do have good coffee. It <laughs> 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 so, is a good movie. I'm not saying too much about it, but hey. Check it out. <laughs> you can talk more about it. It's okay. I don't know. I just gave the rundown. Gave the rundown. Budget for it was $15 million. Yeah. In the box office, it made $316.4 million. Nice. That's a hell of a comeback. Now, I'm trying to figure out, did he do Beverly Hills Cop before he did 48 Hours, or if that came afterward? I think that came after. Alright, I'm going to look. He hasn't done as many movies as I would think he would, he would have done. 
Alright, we're gonna go we're gonna go back in the archives here. Forty eight hours was nineteen eighty two. Forty eight so, hours eighty two? So yep. that, that was before this time. That was actually eighty four. That was actually his first movie. Forty eight hours. And Good. then he and then he did trading places. With Dan Aykroyd. With Dan Aykroyd. Yay! Well, for Billy Hill's cop, here's a little uh fact that I wanna point out. Okay. Facts. Before Eddie Murphy. The script uh, for this movie was given to Stallone. So <gasps> no. Mr. Stallone Ew. was going to be Axel Foley. Ugh. Now the problem with that was Stallone wasn't too into how this was written. Yeah. He wanted to make this, instead of just an action comedy, he wanted to make it more action. So okay. Stallone being a writer himself rewrote a lot of stuff, wrote up his own draft, and tried to submit it. But it was, uh, it wasn't what the producers were looking for. Uh, let's see. One previous draft written for Stallone, character of Billy Rosewood was called uh, Sidons. S-I-D-D-O-N-S. Okay. And was killed halfway through the, through the script during one of the action scenes. So if that happened, you wouldn't be able to enjoy some good Judge Reinhold in the next two movies. Because he'd be dead already. <laughs> right. He didn't rob him dead, but he'd be dead. During the rewrite, Stallone renamed the lead character to Axel, Axel Cobretti <clears throat> with the character of Michael Tandino, <clears throat> Jamie right. Russo, being his brother, and Jenny Summers, who was the best friend that was the manager of the art gallery, playing the love interest. Stallone mm. has said that his script for Belly Hills Cop would have, quote, Looked like the opening scene from Saving Private Ryan on the <laughs> beaches of Normandy. Wow. Which Teddy the Champ's father stormed. And stand by me. <laughs> stand by me. <laughs> the beaches of Normandy. Right. Believe it or not, the finale was me in a stolen Lamborghini. Playing chicken with an oncoming freight train. Being driven by the ultra slimy bad guy. However, Stallone's ideas were deemed too expensive for Paramount to produce. Right. And Stallone eventually pulled out two weeks before the film was ready to start. Two days later, this, the producers, Simpson and Bruckheimer, were able to convince Eddie Murphy to replace Stallone in the film, prompting massive rewrites. Besides Stallone and Rourke, other actors who were considered for the role of Axel Foley, get this, <laughs> included, <gonna> get <laughs> included James Caan, no, James who we were Kahn. talking about, Al Pacino, Ooh. And Richard Pryor. Oh, Richard Pryor. What? So they were considered to be Axel Foley. Wow. The film was released December 5th of 84. It was played in 2000 theaters. Debuted first at the box office, making $15.2 in its first five days of release. Thanks to word of mouth, the film generated higher revenue mm. in the weeks following mm. the first week. With the highest one being in the fourth week of release, grossing $20.06 in five days. Beverly Hills Cop stayed number one for 14 consecutive weeks and tied the movie Tootsie <laughs> for the films with the second mm. most weeks at number one. First being Titanic. The film earned approximately 234.7 domestically. <laughs> And became the highest grossing film of 84. And also became the highest grossing R-rated film of all time. 
a rank it held until mm. the Matrix Reloaded in 2003. Yeah. Adjusted the inflation of Beverly Hills Cop in the third highest grossing R-rated film of all time, behind The Exorcist and Godfather. The film was also second highest grossing worldwide in 84, behind Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom. So, apparently Damon Wayans played the guy who sold the bananas at the hotel. Yes. Oh, a shit. very young Damon Wayans. Yes. He played a, a gay character selling um, fruit. Yeah. I think it was in the lobby of the hotel that uh, Foley was staying at in Beverly Hills. So before Foley wanted to do that banana tailpipe thing, he went with the Damon. He was like, how, how much are the bananas? Hmm. How much are your bananas, sir? Damon was like, well, uh, buffet plate is twelve ninety five. All I need is cold bananas. <laughs> then he gave him like three bananas <laughs> and went, shh, go ahead, take those bananas. <laughs> take those bananas, <laughs> bitch. Um, apparently, Eddie Murphy improvised a lot of his lines, as did uh, John Ashton and Judge Reinhold. And there were hundreds of takes that were ruined by cast members and the director who just couldn't stop laughing. Yeah. I heard that. So during the Super Cops monologue that I think Eddie Murphy does, Ashton's pinching his face hard and he's looking down like he's supposed to be frustrated. But I guess if you look close, you can see he's laughing. And Ryan. He he puts his fingers on. Yeah. In between his eyes at the top of his nose and he's looking down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And apparently Judge Reinhold. He's like pinching his inner thigh. Yeah, Judge Judge Reinhold had to put his hand in his pocket to like pinch his thigh really hard to stop himself from laughing. Yeah, because Foley's telling the lieutenant, uh, he's trying to give him a cover story to protect Rosewood and uh, Taggart from getting in trouble uh, for helping him out at a strip joint, which they weren't supposed to be at. It's one thing missing from these guys. They're not just cops. They're yeah. super cops. Super cops! And the only thing missing on these guys are capes. <laughs> <laughs> so, I guess in the process of casting the Rosewood and Taggart uh, roles, the director kept pairing up actors and would ask them to do an improvisation to get the feel for the chemistry between them. So he paired up Judge Reinhold and John Ashton, and he gave them the following direction. You're a married, middle-aged couple. You've been <laughs> married for years. And you're having a conversation on a typical evening. So Judge Reinhold picked up a nearby magazine and improvised the five pounds of red meat in the bowels. Yeah, bit. they're sitting in the, the car outside of the hotel. And the director liked it so much they put it in the <laughs> they put it in the thing, and that's what got them both the part. <laughs> yeah, there you go. That's a funny scene too. That is a good scene. You're just doing a stakeout right outside the hotel, and he talks about <laughs> digesting five pounds of meat. Tag is like. What makes you think I have any interest in that? <laughs> I don't know. Well, you eat a lot of red meat. <laughs> you do. That's what he said. <laughs> you eat a lot of red meat. <laughs> then Tag just kind of turns his head. He's looking forward, and that's it. They just cut the next scene. Uh. <laughs> Last thing I want to say about Billy Hill Scott. Okay. The film spawned two sequels. Oh. Eddie Murphy. Part two came out in 87. Yes, watch it, and I will cover that. <laughs> and that's 94. No, don't watch it. I ain't covering it. Oh, Sean's <laughs> refused to ever talk about Beverly Hills Cop 3. Actually, Part 3 was 94, so that ain't going to make it into the 80s edition. Oh, yeah. you would have to wait. Keep waiting. <laughs> I've been waiting a long time. Keep waiting. 
both of those, Judge Reinhold reprised his role as Billy, Billy Rosewood. Yeah. The second film was met with mixed reviews, but was a box office success. While the third film was less successful, critically <laughs> and commercially. But in both of them, Harold Fultonmeyer, who was the music score composer, yeah. his famous Axel F theme was used in both sequels. The second one sounds similar to the first one, but it is kind of a mix. Yeah. Third one, the Axel F theme is in there, but it wasn't done by Harold Fultonmeyer. It was <gasps> done by two no. other guys doing a mix of it. Oh, that's shitty. It came out pretty. It came out good, but it's not Harold. Right. And I love Harold's version. There was plans for a TV series mm-hmm. before they put mm. part four <laughs> into production. Gross. 2003, a TV series was reported to be in the works for CBS. Pilot was written by Sean Ryan, who uh, also did the TV series The Shield with Michael Chiklis. Oh, oh, Michael Chiklis! Which, that was awesome. That's one of my favorite cop shows from the early awesome. 2000s. Yep. <laughs> I'm sorry. Gotham. I had to go them. Oh, man. That was a that was a crazy episode of Gotham last week. Mm-hmm. Uh, sorry. Paul Rubens again. <laughs> Killing it. <laughs> Killing it. Anyway. <laughs> So Brandon T. Jackson was supposed to be cast as Axel Foley's son. The series was not picked up, but Ryan, but Ryan supported that it tested well enough for Paramount to put a fourth film into production. Well, I hope so. I hope I see it someday. And on this, t- uh, I think it's a TV series. Mm-hmm. If they were going to get Eddie Murphy to be in it, I think he's supposed to be the Detroit police chief at the time. Ooh. And his son's just kind of like picking up after him or... Picking yeah. up where he left off, sort of. Hmm. Interesting. I don't know if it would have worked. I would. I would be interested, but I don't think it would have worked. I don't think it would have worked. I'm skeptical. Mm-hmm. I have skeptics. I have skeptics. Well, that's my take on Beverly Hills Cop. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Definitely check it out. Yes. It's a classic. Yes. <laughs> Okay, so watch Belial's Cop, and well, you can watch Belial's Cop 2 if you want, but don't watch 3. Please don't watch 3. Don't watch 3. If you watch I'm 3... I'm saving you time. I'm saving you an hour and a half. You know what? If you watch 3, don't blame us, because we told you not to. <laughs> That's I, We can relinquish any blame. We've told you to stay away from it. So you can also, also watch The Burbs. Definitely. Watch them both in one because day. Because if you can get it done, watch it in one day. <laughs> do it to all the movies that we do. Yeah, yeah. Well, I well I hope. Maybe someday I'll have my computer back, but... Hopefully. <laughs> We're trying. We're trying. We hope you guys have a great week. Uh, as usual, thank you for listening. You can find us on Twitter at Just Saying Pod. You can find us on Facebook, hashtag Just Saying Podcast. You can email us if you wish. Uh, hashtag. Nice to hear from you people. The the word hashtag just saying podcast at gmail. You can find us on iTunes. If you're listening to this on the WordPress site, you can find us on iTunes. We're on Stitcher. Um, I don't normally push the Stitcher app though because it's really, it doesn't update as much as I'd like. They're very sporadic with their updates, but. As the last time that I checked, all the episodes are up there. But anyway, 
<sighs> that was like a oh, <laughs> I'm like out of breath now. <laughs> what did you? You're all sweating and out of breath, Tara. What were you doing? Jumping rope? Nope. Said a long <laughs> sentence. <laughs> but thank you, to everybody. Listen to us everywhere. Thank all you. Different countries. Oh yeah, that, we appreciate everybody everywhere. Oh, we I love, love hearing that another country popped up and say, "Hey, we're listening to you." Yeah, we like that stuff. All right, so we like stuff. We love stuff. All right, so you guys have a great weekend, a great week. We'll be back next Friday, of course. Definitely. Sean. Have a good everything.